Welcome to the Learning Paths podcast from Harvard Medical School's HMX online learning team, featuring conversations with healthcare students, teachers, and professionals on their educational experiences and career journeys. I'm your host, Ben Rubenstein. After seven years working at Novartis, Cian Zhu has learned a lot, not just about biostatistics, pharmacometrics, and clinical trials, but also about the most effective ways to work with others and grow in her career. In this episode of Learning Paths, she takes a look back at her experiences and offers some tips for those considering a career in the pharmaceutical industry. Well, thank you so much, Cian, for joining me here today. To start, I wonder if you could think back a little bit about your educational background and sort of maybe starting in your undergraduate years, you know, what at that point you were interested in, what you studied and and where you thought you were headed uh, from there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Ben, for having me today. It's my pleasure. So I'm always interested in analytics. I took undergraduate courses in mathematics, probability and statistics. As a freshman, it was not clear to me what kind of a job for a statistician. But I heard from our departmental chair that statistician is very promising in the U.S. Then I told my parents that I want to study abroad to see the world and have more perspectives. Although I'm the only child, my parents supported my decision. Then I came to U.S., firstly in the Middle West, to continue a master's degree in statistics and later moved to the eastern coast for a PhD degree in biostatistics. I would say my educational path is very lucky and there are many teachers and friends that I want to thank for. After completing PhD in biostatistics, I joined Novartis in 2013 and worked as a statistician in oncology. Then in 2017, our group integrated with pharmacometrics department. For people who may not be familiar with pharmacometrician, to me, it's like quant in the pharmaceutical industry to apply quantitative modeling with a good understanding of the compound and the disease for the drug development. This group reorganization change was accidental to me because as a trained statistician, I never imagined becoming a pharmacometrician one day. In the meanwhile, I thought it could be a good opportunity to expand my knowledge as a drug developer. I have then taken the pharmacometrics responsibility, spanning from early to late phase oncology clinical development since 2017. Honestly speaking, it was a quite steep learning curve. This was a big change, and I learned to grow with it and develop myself. Yeah, I, I can imagine that was challenging to be thrown into a, a new area that you hadn't anticipated going into. I wonder, you know, from the beginning when you were, you know, taking statistics courses and planning to pursue that path, did you always know that health, you know, biology was going to be related to that in some way? Was that always the direction you thought you'd be heading? No, I didn't imagine that until I, um, I came to more exposed to the work as a, uh, as a pharmacometrician. And so 
what were the biggest challenges that you faced once you, you know, got into that pharmacometrics department? You know, was it really an understanding of the science that was that was kind of the most challenging thing? And and what did you do to kind of build your understanding? Yeah, that's a um, that's a good question. So I think there are a lot of challenges to be a pharmacometrician as a trained uh, statistician. For example, it was challenging to explain the drug mechanism of action when I just joined the pharmacometrics group. The gap was lacking biology background. Then I found the HMX platform provided by Harvard Medical School quite interesting and well-structured, and then I took the courses there. Oh, great. So what about those courses kind of helped you to, to understand some of these concepts? I guess, in what ways did it really, you know, clarify what you needed to know and, and how you could apply it? Yeah. Yeah. The trainings at uh, Harvard Medical School HMX uh, platform helps me a lot. I took the courses in biochemistry, physiology, immunology, genetics, pharmacology, and cancer genomics and the precision oncology. All those trainings make me comfortable to communicate with the physicians. And I enjoy a lot to work in the interdisciplinary environment. I can give you another example. It's like at the beginning, probably it, it took me a while to think about what is the ligand, what is the receptor, and what is the bonded to the cancer cells or, or circulating our system. And it's not natural for me, and uh, there's huge gaps, and then I have to pick up and try to learn new things. I think that's that's my way. When you, you know, you took these courses, was this completely something you you found on your own and you decided to do? Was it something that was presented to you in some way? I mean, is that a typical thing for you to to kind of seek out those sorts of educational opportunities? Yeah. So for me, it's like more like I have questions. I have tons of questions from my project, right? And I previously I had the difficult to understand the rationale or the mechanism or the scientific background of, of a project. It's like you find a gap and then you need to search for the solutions. And then I talk to people like my managers and my mentors and see how those gaps can be filled. And then it's motivated me to reading more. And then I found, oh, okay, maybe I need some more constructive way to learn those things first. And then I searched and I came across to the uh, HMX platform, and which is great for me. Right now, I I imagine, especially in a, you know, maybe in a newer role where, you know, there's lots to do and lots to learn. It's it's going to take a lot of time to just do your job and to understand what you need to do. So when you think about also adding on courses in these topics, I mean, how do you make time for that? How do you fit that into an already busy schedule? Yeah, that's a good question because for our development, uh, time is always an issue, right? And in my case, the development was fully motivated by projects in need and the curiosity. I heard about the 7-20-10 idea and I kind of like that and I would consider that 70% of growth comes from the hands-on working experience. That's what we spend most of the time doing. 
and 20% from mentoring and networking by proactively reaching out to people, and then 10% by reading and exercise and the coursework. So I think to um, be more effective with our time in terms of the career development, I would encourage to make a good plan of three W's. The first W is be clear about why to develop new skill sets. And the second W is what is the most appropriate learning format, depending on each individual's resource. And the last W is whenever possible, apply newly acquired knowledge to projects, to work. I think that's all three um, W's are important for, for making a good plan, and then we commit to it. Yeah, I think that's that's great advice, and I, I and I think you know in other conversations we've had, you've you've mentioned kind of you know sharing some of your knowledge with your colleagues, you know, letting them know about the learning that you've done. You know, I don't know how much of that is is sort of the the content of the learning that you're passing on um, versus just sort of the opportunities that are out there um, to take advantage of. But is that kind of part of it It too, is really sort of passing on the knowledge that you gain? Yeah, absolutely. I think the idea of like at the beginning, you find a mentor for you is also important as the be a mentor for other people. I think sharing is very important. You get some ideas from others and through like different forums and the conferences. And then you also try to give back. Uh, with what you know about what you are good at. I think those are like mutual sharing and that's important to to help us grow. And you've obviously grown in in your career over, you know, the the seven or so years that you've you've been at Novartis, taking on new challenges, new roles. And I think recently you've taken on uh, taking kind of another step in your career. Can you talk a little bit about your new role and, you know, how your previous learnings have kind of contributed to to where you are now? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a that's a little bit challenging for me to answer now. Yeah. For me as the very just a freshly graduate student into the industry and then after seven years I grow and develop myself. I think that's it's not a straight road. I think what's important is like do good work it's important and also trying to find mentors or be mentors for other people is also important and also trying to think about what's the value that we can add to the projects to the uh, clinical trials i think bear that in mind is important before we jump into any analysis and have a good strategy for 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 that and uh, prioritize sometimes we have a multiple projects in the parallel and uh, we need to prioritize our resource and uh, and also think about what's the most what's the value that we can we can contribute i know this is this is always a hard question to answer you know you're probably pretty focused on on what you're doing now taking on the challenges that are in front of you but you know do you take a step back at all and think about you know where you want to get to what other kinds of projects you want to take on what path within uh the industry you want to take i like the life science uh, field and uh, i hope to i mean this field is in the pharma industry 
I think one good thing about the pharma industry is that we can we try to help patients by um, developing drugs for unmet medical need, because it's possible that one day ourselves or our beloved ones could develop disease. Therefore, it's vital to make vaccine or treatment available. So that's the reason that I choose to work as a quantitative scientist in the in this uh, field. And for the next step, I hope I want to have a more impact and influence in the drug development with quantitative scientific mindset. Um, drug development is time consuming expensive, and with high rate of uh, failure. I hope to contribute more in the clinical trial design and analysis with my skill sets. Do good work, sky the limits, and bring better curative drugs to the patients and their families. Well, that is certainly a, a noble goal, and you are you know, well-positioned to, to do that. And I hope you kind of take a step back sometimes and and think about sort of where you've how, how far you've come from sort of not knowing how you wanted to apply you know your your knowledge of statistics to you know really having a clear understanding of where it can bring value in new ways in this industry that's that can have so much impact so thank you so much for for taking the time to to walk us through this and um you know, good luck with the coming projects that are ahead of you. Thank you very much, Ben. It was nice to chatting with you. Thanks for listening to Learning Paths, produced by the HMX Online Learning Team at Harvard Medical School. To hear more episodes, visit us at onlinelearning.hms.harvard.edu or subscribe in your favorite podcast app.